0: It's The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.
1: Bonjour, c'est Simon. It's Simon. Welcome to The Rendezvous. This is the beginning of a great show. We're going to talk love. We're going to talk relationship. But before we start this show, I want to tell you what I did earlier today. And that really helped me. You know, with the lack of, obviously, social life, and uh, since it's only me and my teddy bear, Mr. Lewis, I uh, framed... Actually, I had framed a picture of the south of France with the Mediterranean Sea and a swimming pool. And there's a person swimming in the pool. I don't know who that is. But my cousin took that picture. I'm going to post it on the uh, social media of the Rendezvous at Rendezvous Radio. Check it out and also the website. And since I have now these wide frame pictures on the right side of my office, I tell you what, the blue colors, the, the feeling of joie de vivre, made my day. So, if you have a question for me, call me, 855-905-8255. If you want to send a good vibe in the universe, it's pretty simple, actually. Tonight, you dial 855-905-8255, and you share with me a positive story. Megan, bonjour. Bonjour, Simon. Bonjour, Megan. So, I understand you, boyfriend... Did something really sweet for your birthday?
0: Yes, I wanna. I wanted to tell you about one of the most romantic things that my boyfriend did for me, and this was the birthday present that he gave me last year. And this present was uh, a portrait of myself, and I know, I know that it may sound a little like narcissistic and vain, but here's what made it really, really mm-hmm. special. Okay. Uh, he he doesn't really know how to draw, <laughs> and uh, he one of his best friends he's a painter, so um, he was working on this for a for a long time. And I guess he talked to his friend and he told him that he wanted to make this for me. So they they got together over a, like six months or something. They were meeting like maybe once a week or something, and his friend was um, helping him draw so um by the end of this time he he ended up with this very beautiful portrait of myself and he also gave me like all the the preparation the, the studies the i don't know what's the technical term for it but he mm-hmm. gave me like this folder with all the like the, the parts of the drawings that he worked on And also, like, notes on it. Like, whatever whatever his thoughts were as he was doing all of this, like, sometimes there would be days when he was like, oh, my God, I can't do this. It's not going to work out. This (laughs) doesn't look at anything like you. Uh, So I thought it was beautiful, and I love it, and I have it framed, and it's on our living room.
1: Oh, and how did that make you feel?
0: So special. Like, just to think of him doing something that is difficult, and thinking mm-hmm. about me, and it made me feel very special.
1: I listen. I love that. I think a handwritten letter, a drawing, or a painting are those things that are personal, and that really just—it's it, timeless. So I'm so happy he did this, and it's a good reminder for all of us. Sometimes we think we have to buy something. Sometimes you know we think, but this is the most precious that he could do for you. So thank you so much for sharing that story, Megan. It's just wonderful.
0: Thank you. Have a good night, Simon.
1: Good night, Megan. Coming up, I'm going to go help somebody who sent me a Twitter DM question that needs an urgent response. So that Twitter DM question is next. So I received this very interesting DM, this Twitter DM at one of radio from Greg, who says that his wife just confessed to cheating on him on the first year of their dating. And Greg goes, I don't know why she told me, and I'm trying to not let it bother me, but... I'm having a real tough time with it, Simon. How can I get over this and move on? Uh, That's a good question. It's difficult, Greg, but it's a good question. How can you get over the fact that your spouse cheated on you on your first year of dating? I'm going to tell you what I think next. How would you feel, and I'm serious, how would you feel if your partner just confessed to you that they cheated on you but on the first year of guys started dating? So... It's like you've been married for years, and then out of the blue, your wife or your husband goes, you know what, i got to confess something. Remember that first year of dating? Yeah? I cheated on you. What? Well, that's exactly what happened to Greg. His wife told him that, and he's trying not to let it bother him, but he's having a tough time. What should you do? Well, Greg, what you got to do is call a shrink, a therapist. You need to understand why your wife told you that right now. It's very passive-aggressive. She just broke your heart. So why did she want to do that now? It's not relevant anymore in the present. And now, too, if you, for you to detox and forgive her, you need to really explore in your heart, in your soul, and in your subconscious. You know how much poison there is of that information. So you can't do it alone. Do it as a good shrink and express how upset and sad and disappointed you are. And I understand you, and I'm sorry that happened. If you have any other questions, eight five five nine zero five. 82.55. Look at the window. It's dark out now, right? Yes, dark where I'm at, dark where you are. It's nighttime. But I need a little light. So if you want to share a romantic story, now is the time. Eight-five-five-nine-zero-five-eighty-two-fifty-five. 8255
2: Bonjour, Drew.
1: Bonjour, Simon. So uh, I understand you are a lucky woman because you have a very romantic, thoughtful boyfriend. Why? What is he doing I for you? Do.
2: He is so thoughtful. Um, I have just a little story about a date that we had a while back. Um, he's a chef, and he needed to stop by the restaurant for something on our day off, and I wasn't upset about that, but um, I sat at the bar having a glass of wine while he was in the back doing, you know, whatever his chefs do, and then we left, mm-hmm. and we ended up driving out into the mountains, and not knowing, I didn't know that dinner was in the car. Um, it was in the trunk. We get up on top of this mountain, and he had blankets and pillows and wine, and he had picked up food from the restaurant. Apparently, that's why we were really there. And we had this uh, most amazing picnic under the stars. I was totally shocked. And this wasn't an engagement or a proposal. This was just a normal date night. Wow. <laughs> he goes, he goes all out like that, always. I'm lucky. Very romantic.
1: I I just got two questions. What was in the picnic? Any little dish that you still remember? Anything really good and tasty?
2: yes. It was fettuccine Alfredo, which is not ideal for a picnic, but it's my favorite. So it was perfect. (laughs) You know, garlic bread, um, small salads. Everything was kind of in to-go boxes so we didn't have to worry about, you know, real dishes or anything like that. Brought silverware, everything.
1: Wow, wow, wow. And how did that make you feel?
2: Amazing. Amazing that I never dropped a hint that I would like that. I didn't even know that I would like that, you know, or that it it was possible that someone would plan something so special just for me. It It was amazing.
1: Wow, wow, wow. Listen, thank you so much for sharing that story. You know, in the kind of the crazy world we live in, every time I hear a story like this, it makes me smile. And I have a better evening. So thank you so much, Drew, for, for sharing that romantic story. I'm, I'm happy you have Absolutely. a man like this. Thank you for calling and have a good night, Drew.
2: Good night, Simon.
1: Hmm. This is an interesting Facebook message I just got at the Rendezvous show. Somebody needs my help regarding an important online dating question. So I'm going to go help her next. Stay with me. Her Facebook message is next. So this is a very interesting question I got at the Rendezvous show. Uh, my Facebook message, Um, Betty goes, Simon, I've been talking to this man that I met on Bumble since quarantine started and I really feel like I'm falling in love with him. But all my friends tell me this is not real love, not true love because we haven't met yet in person. And my question for you is, is it possible to fall in love without meeting in person? Great question. Is it possible to fall in love without meeting in person? I'm going to answer you, Betty, next. Question for you. Say that you've been online dealing with somebody for the last couple of months and you feel you're falling in love. Do you think it could be true love, real love, if you have not met the person yet? Because Betty goes, that's what I'm feeling. Met this guy online on Bumble and I feel like I'm falling in love with him. Is it possible to fall in love with somebody that you've never met? My answer is yes, it is possible to fall in love. But it's a love that is not yet based on reality. It's love, that the idealistic love, because you haven't met in person, you haven't had the chemistry. But I think it's possible to fall in love like this. But the real moment of truth is when you guys meet. So I'm all in favor for you to feel the loving feeling, be proud of it, and just go to the first date whenever that's possible. And see what happens. You might tell me, well, it was just an idyllic love in my mind. Or you might tell me, I found my soulmate. I don't know. But I'm not going to take it away from you. Good luck to you, Betty. And you call the next. Any questions about your relationship? 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Claire.
3: Bonjour, Simon.
1: So uh, how can I help you and your husband? What's going on between the two of you?
3: So um, me and my husband have been married 10 years and um, in the beginning of our relationship, we had a lot of ooh-la-la chemistry uh, and now we don't at all. And I am wondering if this is normal, is this like a sign for, you know, like is this something I should be worried about?
1: So before I answer, when you say it slowed down, are we talking about like how often do you have ulala with your husband?
3: Like we haven't had ulala in a year.
1: Okay. And is that because he doesn't wish to ulala with you or you don't wish to ulala with him or you guys have lost total chemistry?
3: Um he doesn't seem to want to and I've just been okay with it.
1: But and don't I you don't... miss the intimacy and in the romance?
3: I did initially. But now I'm just wondering if this is just normal, like if it just plateaus over time, like when you become a well, family. Well,
1: it, it doesn't have to. The thing is, when there is uh, a lack of ooh-la-la, there's usually a lack of romance. Do you find he's not romantic with you anymore?
3: Yeah, he's not romantic at all.
1: Here you go. Because, you see, the ooh is the consequences of romance. Uh, you know, if you feel romanced, you feel desired, you feel admired you feel wanted it creates in you also the desire to you know uh, have ulala with your man and 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 have this unique bonding experience but here's the thing you have one life claire how old are you
3: i'm 32
1: okay claire do you see yourself for another 50 years of no intimacy and romance whatsoever no ulala could you be okay with that i think i could be well then listen If that's good for you and your intuition goes it's okay and you can just be roommate with your husband and never be touched again, who am I to tell you what to do? If you're okay with it, I'm okay with it, Claire, okay?
3: Because I'm attached to him and I love him and I don't want to lose him. So I don't know.
1: How do you keep the spark? Okay, so before we talk about how do we keep the spark, you and him need to figure out what went from great chemistry to no chemistry. What is the unspoken? And those questions need to be addressed together and share the answers not in an accusation mode but in an explanation mode, okay?
4: That's good advice.
1: So I'll let you decide what's good for you. Thank you for calling and have a good night.
3: Thank you, Simon.
1: I'm kind of, you know, flag a bastard. I mean, I I, got to ask you this. Would you be okay to kind of sign up on the idea that if you're married to somebody, after a while you'll never have any more romance and ooh la with that person forever? We got to talk about that next. I mean, maybe I live in a world I don't understand, but would you be okay signing up to be married with somebody and then after a few years of really good chemistry, like my last colour Claire, it fades away to zero, and then you would say, okay, it's my best friend, like my roommate, so that's okay, no more ulala for the rest of my life, nobody will ever touch me for the rest of my life, nobody will ever caress me, nobody will ever romance me, nothing. Makes me mad because, I mean, the point of being alive is to move. The point of being alive is joie de vivre, is to be on fire. The point of being alive is to make love. And if you don't make love and you don't with the person you're married to, Houston, we have a problem. You want to know what can happen if you think you can stop ooh with the person you're married to? Stay with me. I'm going to tell you exactly what's going to happen next. Just tell me, raise your hand, just say yes in your car or at home. If somebody would tell you, listen, I love you forever, but you know what? We're going to be married, and after a few years, we're just going to be roommates. What do you mean? We're never, never going to ooh la again. Never, never. Not once, not once. But we're going to be great roommates and great friends. But we'll never kiss. We'll never caress. We'll never be intimate, never romantic. We'll be best friends. Who would say yes to this? I'm gonna put that on my social media, please go vote at whatever radio. Would you be okay staying with your spouse if you knew you would never have ulala ever again? Because in my mind, life is about also ooh-la-la and romance, kissing and everything else, caressing. I could not imagine a life and say yes to somebody and then say, okay, I'll settle down, never ulala ever again. We'll see what you think on my social media, at Rendezvous Radio. Go vote, please. Maybe I'm just going crazy. You call next, 855-905-8255. If you have a question for me, dial 855-905-8255. Bonjour, Nora.
4: Bonjour, Simon.
1: Bonjour, Nora. So, I understand you have a question for me about online dating. What's going on? Yes.
4: Um, well... You know, I, I made my profile uh, not too long ago, maybe like a few weeks ago, and um, and um, I describe myself pretty well, but it seems like I just keep getting the wrong type of person, um, you know, responding to my profile. Um, I don't know. Maybe I seem too available. I'm not sure what's going on. Maybe you can help me out?
1: Well... Uh, I don't know your profile, but um, are the pictures, what are the pictures like? Because guys look at pictures number one. Number one, the reaction is what kind of pictures you have on.
4: Well, I do have a couple pictures, you know, just like face pictures um, from the waist up pictures, pictures of, um, you know, just me hanging out by myself in the mirror, things of that sort, not really too much like outdoor activity or anything like that.
1: I see. But not too risky, not too ooh la pictures.
4: No, 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 not too risky.
1: Okay, good, good. All right, and so what's the answers you're getting? Are guys just too direct, too blunt? Too, what is it?
4: I think it's just too direct. They don't want to have like a a, a conversation and get to know me. They just say, you know, um, Jen, I, I want to meet you as soon as possible. And I think that's kind of scary.
1: So, yeah, especially these days. Um Here's my advice on this one. Online dating is like going to the supermarket. You're looking for the fresh produce and there is like thousands of different produce. you got to find the right one. Well, same thing. So you go to the supermarket of dating and you got to find the right profile. So keep on putting your profile out there. Just don't waste time. When a guy answers something you're not interested in, don't spend any more time. Guys are guys, just like girls are girls. And so uh, if a guy is just, you know, let's meet right away and you don't feel like it, said so no thank you. And you don't spend another minute thinking about it because you have to wait for the universe to put you and the right person together. It takes time. Yeah,
4: I, that's such good advice. Well, I, I definitely will do that.
1: Good. Don't get discouraged, don't get sad, don't get depressed. Guys are guys, women are women, so you got to find the right one. But the more you try, the more chance you have. That's why I don't want you to worry about it. Just keep on trucking.
4: Okay. Well, thank you, Simon. I definitely will.
1: You're welcome. Thank you, Noah, for calling and have a good night.
4: Already, thanks.
1: Let's finish the show with a very important question and very real. Do you think the spark inevitably fades in every relationship? Let's talk about that next on The Rendezvous. Maybe you're in that situation, maybe you're in a relationship that lasted more than 18 months, which is the total of uh, infatuation, Uh, and the question becomes, will the spark inevitably fade in every relationship, right? Because people say, you know, that this infatuation mode goes away. So you voted at Radio, 61% of you, no, it doesn't have to fade, the spark can last a very long time, and 39% of you said, yes, that's normal. Uh, the spark inevitably fades in every relationship. I am really on the other side. I think it doesn't have to fade because if you apply romance, it doesn't fade. It's the lack of romance that usually takes away the spark uh, between two people. That's just me. Anyway, uh, if you miss me during the day, check out my podcast, La Confession, and just find it at therendezvousshow.com. Thank you for listening. Bonsoir.
0: The Rendezvous with Simon Marcel.